Welcome. Welcome to Healthy You. What is that? A podcast from UTC that can help employees live their best lives. It helps me get in the zone. It, it helped me to change my mindset. Oh, I love it. It's me ready for my day. Connection complete. Now listen in and learn how you can be a healthy you. Hi, and welcome back to the Healthy You Podcast. I'm your host, JT, and sitting in front of me and slightly to my left is my co-host and benefits expert, DJ. All right. We are in the middle of a series on wellness of the mind and body. Uh, We've covered eating healthy on a budget, exercise, and mindfulness. And today, we're going to be chatting about something near and dear to my heart, sleep. Ah, yes. That elusive temptress. Yeah, and as the parents of small children, sleep is more elusive than ever for you and me, I think. <laughs> yeah, I feel like every night I go to bed with my alarm clock just set on random. And at any point in the night, I could be woken up and be up for who knows how long. Yeah, and of course, it's not just kids that keep people from getting the sleep they need. Right. Uh, you know, just the regular stresses of your daily life are enough to get your mind spinning. Uh, and, you know, it just keeps you from winding down and getting that rest that we really need. Yeah, and if you spend your nights... Tossing and turning, your morning struggling to get out of bed, your days not being able to muster the energy to exercise, let alone get through a workday, then this podcast is for you. Um, today, we've got on the show the sorceress of sleep, my bedtime oracle, Denise. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. And I think, Denise, we are ready to do yes. whatever you tell us to do so that we can get some more sleep. Well, I am happy to help. All right. So my first question for you, Denise, is how much sleep do I actually need to be getting? What's my goal here? Uh, Well, in general, the average healthy adult needs seven to nine hours of sleep per night. So you need to figure out where you fall in that range. But for the purposes of this podcast, let's just go with the simple answer of eight hours. All right. Eight hours of sleep. Got it. Right. But remember, that's eight hours of sleep. Not eight hours spent in your bed. And this is a big difference. There's something called sleep efficiency. Uh, Okay, what's that? It's the ratio of total time spent asleep in a night compared to the total amount of time spent in bed. If you're getting efficient sleep, that leads to deeper sleep with fewer interruptions and could result in feelings of energy and being well-rested when you wake up. I am not an efficient sleeper. I can tell you that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about that because there's definitely ways you can improve there. First of all, we need to establish a bedtime routine. Right. Bottle of wine, some Netflix. (laughs) Got it. That's my routine. No, that is not a very good routine at all. (laughs) First of all, alcohol before bed might help you fall asleep faster, but it typically results in lighter sleep Mm -hmm. and more tossing and turning in the night. Right. So really try and avoid at least two hours before you go to bed. Okay. And as for watching TV, I know it's difficult. But screen should be off at least 30 minutes before bedtime. Oh, my. You just took away JT's two favorite things. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so if those are no good, what should we be doing leading up to bed? Well, let's cut out the obvious ones, right? So, no aerobic exercise, working on a computer, playing video games. We could do a whole podcast on how the blue light from our screen devices are wrecking havoc on your sleep. Yeah, you got to get those trendy blue light glasses. Am I right? Yeah, I I, uh, I just use the night shift option on my phone. So Yeah, yeah. yeah that's better than nothing. But again, mm-hmm. I'd recommend shutting them all down no less than 30 minutes before bedtime. And instead, do something like reading, sipping some chamomile decaf tea, listening to music. Oh, uh, like maybe death metal? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if that helps you relax, maybe. 
But I would recommend something a little softer and quieter. Other things you can do are light stretching. Taking a bath can be nice. Or meditation. Oh, okay. We just uh, we just yeah. did an episode on mindfulness, and we talked a lot about meditation. And I've actually started doing a little meditating. Hey, good for you, DJ. Yeah, thanks. All right, Denise. <laughs> so I'm in bed, mm-hmm. reading my book, winding down. Now what? Oh, one more thing. None of your bedtime routine should actually be in bed. Ah. You'll need to create what I like to call a sleep sanctuary. (laughs) I like the sound of that. Your bedroom is for sleeping. Well. And other bed-related activities, (laughs) JT. Thank you. All right, yeah. Okay, which is why we call it a bedroom. So... Let's eliminate the other distractions that are there. No TV, no music, no cell phones. Ideally, all the lights would be turned off. Oh, all, all the lights? I mean, what if, what you know, what if you're like scared of the dark? I mean, I, I'm not. I just, you know, like I'm asking no. for a friend maybe. You know? <laughs> it's okay, DJ. A very small <laughs> nightlight is okay. But any other activities other than sleeping in bed, such as reading a book or watching TV, Doing that trains you to associate the bed with awake time activities. Mm-hmm. Even doing something like lying awake and reading for two hours adds to the total time in bed and can ruin your sleep efficiency. Okay, but what if I'm lying in bed, my mind is spinning, and now I'm all stressed out about my sleep efficiency, thank you, Denise, <laughs> and I can't fall asleep. I'd normally, you know, just roll over and you know scroll through my Twitter feed for a bit, but what do you think I should do? My rule is... If you're awake longer than 15 to 20 minutes, then you should get out of bed, move to another quiet location, and do something relaxing. Ideally, it would be something like reading a book, but like a book book, Ah. not an e-book. Because, again, we want to eliminate any screens. Mm -hmm. Then, when you feel like you're about to drift off, move back to your sleep sanctuary. Okay, so am I hearing you right that we should only be going to sleep when we're tired? Technically, yes. Many people will try to cure their insomnia by going to bed when they're not sleepy in an attempt to get more sleep. Mm -hmm. But this is counterintuitive, and it goes back to what we were saying about our sleep efficiency. So the idea of creating a routine and making the bedroom only for sleeping is training the mind to be tired at a certain time Mm -hmm. so you don't have to stay up for hours and hours trying to get sleepy enough to fall asleep. Okay, so what else can we do to get better, deeper sleep? Okay, most of the things you can do to improve sleep aren't directly related to the act of sleeping. It's about making changes during the day and leading up to bedtime. For instance, your diet can impact your Mm. sleep. Yeah, the obvious one there is no caffeine. And I personally have a very strict 3 p.m. coffee tea cutoff time (laughs) or I will be up all night long. (laughs) Yeah, typically caffeine should be avoided four to six hours before bed. And also you want to avoid eating a heavy meal right before bed. This helps reduce the risk of heartburn at night. Right, or eating a heavy meal in bed, right? That's not <laughs> Bed is only for sleep, JT. Yes, sorry. Only for yes. sleep. Okay, uh, so Denise, what else can we do besides our diet? What are some other things that we can do during the day to help? Exercise is another important one. Getting regular mm-hmm. exercise can help your sleep, but like everything else, you want to avoid strenuous exercise right before sleep. All right, this is good stuff, Denise. Anything else we should know? Uh, one thing we haven't touched on is having a consistent sleep schedule. As much as possible, you should try to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. I'm guessing that ties into the idea of training your body and mind to be ready for sleep. You got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And for UTC employees, there's more in it for you than just a better night's sleep. There's also the incentives for a healthy you. So you choose activities you're already doing or want to do, 
uh, like getting better sleep, for instance, is one of them. And when you complete the activities, you earn rewards like HSA contributions, gift cards, and entries into drawings for even more giveaways. So check that out for sure at myredbrick.com slash UTC. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today, Denise. I'm hoping to have sweet, sweet podcast dreams tonight. <laughs> I hope you do. <laughs> it's been my pleasure. If you have questions about improving your sleep or any other wellness topics, shoot us an email at healthyupodcast at benefits at utc.com or sign up for Take 5 at the same place where you found this podcast, utchealthyu.com. And until next time, here's to a healthy you. And that's it from the podcast made especially for the minds, bodies, and wallets of UTC employees across the country. That's a great idea! This, this is Healthy You.